Suvas Perik, Vav Mishnah, Aleph 6, 1, and the Mishnah here talks about one more financial consideration about how he and she divide things. Here we're talking about uh, money that comes to her and what claim he has to that money. So Mishnah starts out with old news. It says, First of all, as we said already numerous times, what she finds goes to him, and what she produces goes to him. Again, as we discussed previously, that's an uh, exchange for him providing with food and so on. Okay, that's old news. Now, more things. Virushasa, if she gets an inheritance, that means, let's say, for example, her father had no sons. So when her father dies, she inherits the father. Now, so she gets that, the estate, the, her father's, you know, her father's estate. So who ochel peros bechayet? So she owns that estate. Like if it's, you know, she inherited the the uh, multifamily property there in, in Brooklyn. So now she gets the multifamily property. It's hers, it registered in her name. But the rent that it produces every month goes to the family budget. And he, it's his discretion how to allocate it while she is uh, married to him. So that's called like usufruct, right? He has authority over that money. He can do what he wants with the with the proceeds, with the rent. But the actual multifamily property there in Brooklyn still belongs to her. Um, and uh, that means if they get in his death of divorce, it goes it goes, um, goes to her. If she would predecease him, so then he would inherit that property. He owns the, the building there in Brooklyn. And of course, like we said before, when he dies, if he has multiple wives from, or children from multiple wives, then it's exclusively her children who would inherit that property in Brooklyn because of that rule of Benin Dichrin. Now, what about if she's Injured. Someone actually like attacks her, and therefore she's injured by them. Someone punches her in the nose and breaks her nose. So the Mishnah says, "Boshta ufugama shela." Her boshes payment, meaning the amount of humiliation, so the Chazal, the Bezdin will size up the amount of humiliation that she um, endured because of this act. Everything depends on who did it to her, who she is, and so on. How bad her nose is, ugly it is, and so on. Whatever it is. That embarrassment, that emotional pain, that goes to her, says Tanakama. Ufugama, same goes with her pagam. That's like nezek, her actual depreciation. So that means, hypothetically, if she had been a slave on the slave market, if she'd now fetch less money because she has a crooked nose, so again, that's the that's the pagam payment, and that would go to her, says Tanakama. Now, the, there'll be a machlokas here. Um, how to divide... Well, let me do it first. So, that, so Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra Omer, he disagrees, he says no, when it comes to these payments of Boshas and Pagam, so she's not the only loser here. He also loses because this is his wife, and now he has a wife with a crooked nose. So he's also embarrassed. He's also got like you know his his uh, he he also is the loser here. So that therefore they would split it, meaning that according to Tanakama, she would get the whole payment. Um, again, as we'll see in the mission later on, that money would basically be invested in some property, let's say, and that will be her property in the case of his death or divorce. And he would get usufruct rights, like before. But here, Rebutim Becerra says they actually split the payments of Bochus and Pagam. And it depends. How? Bizman Ben Becerra says, if the injury is in a place that is not open to the public eye, you know, someone... I don't know what, attacked her, and it's not her nose that's broken, but it's, you know, flesh out of her arm that was gouged out. Essentially, she doesn't expose her arms, so no one sees the hole in her arm that is there now. So therefore, although the husband does see it, of course, behind closed doors, but the primary um, victim of the humiliation part, of the 
of the pagam, of her like being less objectively, I'll call it beautiful, whatever, useful, whatever, whatever, it depends on injury, of course, um, could be injury. If she, she can't, if her arm is now, whatever, it doesn't work like it used to, then she contributes less to the family economy. So he is a direct, um, you know, he also, well, I don't want to confuse things. The point is just her sale value, if you will. I mean, she's missing flesh, so she's like worth less as a as a object, if you will. So as a, as a slave. So then, la chalakim, she gets two thirds. Velo echad, he gets one third of the payment. Ubazman shabagali, if the injury, however, is in a place that's open for the public eye, so meaning it was her nose that was broken, and now she has a bloodied and crooked nose. So then, lo shnei chalakim, he is two-thirds, and she, la, is one-third. Um, as far as the allocation of the payments, so shalo yinatan miyad, he gets the money immediately, meaning for spending because it's his, right? The other part, shala, so then, since now she's married, in the meantime, it'll be put into, it says, yilkach behen karka, the money will be invested in some, like a real asset, so in the event that of death and divorce, or divorce, she gets the, it's like a savings account, so to speak. She gets the money, the principal. But in the meantime, since she's part of the family, while they bought the property and it's producing rental income and they're married, that goes into the family budget together and he gets to allocate how that goes. So in the meantime, he can decide what to do with the with the rent and while they're married. Now, the Mishnah doesn't discuss the question of what about the other three payments. There are a total of five payments when a person gets, when one human being injures another human being. Um, so there's three other payments to consider. The mission doesn't mention them at all. And the reason why it doesn't is because um, the nature of those payments and who gets the money is totally obvious. Say, they were shown them. So what are those payments? There's the tsar payment. That's the pain. The actual pain. How much a person would have paid. He's getting punched in the nose. She's getting punched in the nose. But how much she paid to get you know an anesthetic on the nose before she gets punched in the nose. So that's her tsar payment. The, pay, the pain itself. So that goes, of course, just to her because she's the victim exclusively. And the um, payment of Sheves, unemployment for her inability to work while she recovers, and also her repui, her medical bills, that goes to him. The reason why is because he's the one responsible to pay her medical bills, so therefore it's like a reimbursement to him, if you will. Therefore, of course, it goes to him. And since he gets Masiyadeh, he's the one who gets her production. So if she can't produce, so the Sheves payment, unemployment payment, if you will, again, it's like a reimbursement to him for his loss of her production.